tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and tour-attainment for you. Everybody. The European 2023 tour is just around the corner and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix and, just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we got to replan, regroup, and yes, re-record. It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of tour all night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide to everything tour. This episode is an edited version of our wonderful chat with Jillian Rappel in 2022 for the tour that only partially happened. Yes, Jillian's show count has certainly changed, but we still want you to hear all the wonderful information she shared about Dublin as we go from ocean to ocean. Whether it's like really young, brand new little baby oh, toy. Yeah. That was that was such a surprise. Like the girl yeah. from Paris, she's so cool. Yeah. 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 I'm here on the line with Jillian Rappel, who is a basically lifelong Dubliner. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Efren. Thank you so much for doing this. It's lovely to talk to you. It's great. Tell us about you first. Talk to us about how you discovered Tori Amos, what your Tori story is, how many times you've seen her, and were you at the 2005 Dublin shows where I was? Yes, I was at those shows. I was in the front row for one of them. They had like a contest where you could send in an email and say why you should get the front row seats. And I got them and it was incredible to be so close. But I guess going back to the beginning, I think I was 13 and I was watching Top of the Pops and she was playing Crucify. And I always remember her wearing just this, almost like it was a green skirt, but it looked just like a green towel. You know, she had that very like just swimsuits and jeans and, you know, not dressed up. And I just, I don't know, something happened when I heard that song. And it just spoke to me in a very big way. And I just loved, you know, from the minute I heard it. And I think that weekend I went into HMV, which is the big record shop in town on Grafton Street. And I got the cassette single of Crucify, which I have right here on the really? desk. Beside me now. Ah. It's like a sacred object. Yeah, I just loved her forever. Just you know, I feel like especially the first five albums, maybe just every word and every note is just burned into my brain. I've listened so many times. Mm. The big thing about Crucify that I loved was just the whole thing of, I, I remember a quote that she said something like, instead of being baptized with a few drops of water sprinkled on her, she had her head held under for years. Yeah, Do you remember 13 that long years. Yeah, I know about anything Christian, honey. They baptized me for 13 bloody years. They held my head way down, baby. Yeah, that's really how I felt too. You know, Ireland was very, very Catholic and very Catholic schools. And I mean, it has become, it's very, very different now. It's much more liberal, but it really did feel, I really identified with that part of it too. And, um, you know, the lyrics and her voice and just everything. So, yeah. I'm going to link to that performance from Top of the Pops on June 25th, 1992, where she does Crucify. It is classic 92 era Tory. It is, you know, over the neck halter or whatever you call those shirts (laughs) with like thick velvety green. There's a lot of wriggling shock with like fire engine hair. 
So it's like everything you want out of 92 Tori. Yes. <laughs> so I'll put yeah. that there. Is Crucify your signature song? You know, I no. Tell me. <laughs> I sat down today to try and figure it out, and I got a list of 11. <laughs> That's the perfect size for a top 10 list. Because it's too hard. It's like picking your favorite child, I think. I mean, you can't. But I think the ones my real loves are, you know, Sugar, hmm. Space Dog. I just, there's something about Space Dog and all the different live ways it changed. I love Tallulah, too. A donut Song, and Liquid Diamonds. They would be my, if I had to just pick you know, a couple, they would be it. When was the first time you saw Tori? And did you request anything? Have you talked to her at the meet and greet? I saw her in 94. And I was looking again today at the listings of where she played. And it's always listed wrongly. So it was the National Stadium, which is like a boxing stadium. It's really like shabby and not a nice venue. But that's where she played in 94. And, and not um, the Olympia, because that's how it's listed. Not the Olympia. Yeah. So wow. it's listed wrongly everywhere. I'm sure I still have the ticket somewhere. And I remember I wanted to stay afterwards. And my parents were just like, no, she's not going to come out. How? Why would she speak to people? You know, they wouldn't believe me. So we just had to go home you know I was so young then that you know they were picking me up but that's the one where she has spoken a lot about how she played teen spirit it was just after Kurt died Mm -hmm. and everyone started singing along with her and it was really special and I think uh, I'll always remember that one that's the show she always talks about yeah that's the one and were you singing along yeah everyone was yeah okay so talk to me about Dublin three things that you love you've lived there your whole life basically what are three Mm. things that you love about Dublin and what are the general vibes besides amazing I love that you know we're very close to the sea and we're very close to the mountains and we're sort of from where I live we can you know if you drive 15 minutes one way or another way you can be by the sea or you can be up a mountain and that's I just love that that you can get out of the city like we have everything here really close to us and Dublin I guess is small enough too that you can get around it really easily and you can get wherever you need to get but you can get out of the city very easily too and I guess I love to it's a very literary city Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of um you know all the museums and there's just a ton of history here which is so interesting and I think there's been a lot of conversations here recently about how we're losing a little bit of that so it's it is changing and I think people are trying to fight against that a bit and keep all these um sort of cultural spaces that we that we love and that we need but there's still tons to do here it's still I love it I love to travel and I love to go places but I I couldn't imagine living anywhere else the show is Friday March 18th 2022 present me here the days are actually Tuesday and Wednesday March 28th and 29th 2023 the day before is Belfast the day after is a day off but it's still March I've never been there in the winter I guess that's winter right March is still considered winter yeah i mean the thing about the weather it'll probably be cold and i think it was something that's really different when i've always been in the states i'm always laughing at the weather forecast because it's so accurate and here (laughs) you know it can change in two minutes and you might look at the weather app in the morning and see whatever it says but you know you can't you can't go by that really you have to be prepared for everything so it can rain or it can be sunny and warm five minutes later it can just be Every type of weather, every day. How do you suggest preparing for everything when you've got one carry-on <laughs> and one personal item for five oh, weeks? Do you know that shop Uniqlo? Do oh, yeah, I love it? Uniqlo, yeah. Do they have those, I think it's called heat tech. It's like layers of, you know, warm under things. I would get a bunch of those because they can fold up really small. Mm. 
And then if you just have some, like, waterproof something. Oh, my God. I'm looking these up. Uniqlo saves the day yet again. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Like the really form-fitting underclothes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to be able, if you go in somewhere, you need to be able to take off layers. So it's all about, you Mm -hmm. know, layers and layers rather than one big, heavy jumper or coat or something. Maybe some wool stuff, too. Wool is good. There was a program when we were younger called 40 Coats, and it was this old shabby guy, and he just wore 40 coats. And he, you know, <laughs> so that's that's what you could go for. I would love that. So talk to us more about what there is to do that you would recommend for two young girls in the town. I mean, it kind of depends on what you're into. I love, there's a new museum of literature on Stephen's Green. It's called Moli, M-O-L-I. It's just a gorgeous, even if you're not super into literature, it's just a lovely space to walk around. It's really nicely done and it's kind of interactive and just really nicely done. And they have a beautiful garden behind and it, I think you can go through their garden into the Ivy Gardens where Tori played as well. Oh yeah, the festival where she looked amazing. (laughs) Yeah, she did. That was 2010. So that's one place that's gorgeous. The National Gallery is gorgeous too. And it's all the, well, not all, but a lot of the galleries and museums are in one little sort of area that, you know, you can easily jump between them. And they're all free too. So you can just pop in for 10 minutes and pop out again. Um, But the National Gallery is gorgeous because it has the old classical gorgeous wing and then it has a really modern new section that was built on recently Mm -hmm. and the way they've joined up those two buildings is really gorgeous too there's like a little courtyard between them so even just to walk through is really nice then if you're there i would pop over to marion square it's one of our parks in the city and there's a really famous statue of oscar wilde Mm. on the corner in that park so i would say hi to him then there's another gallery which is completely the other end of town but still like an easy walk i'd say 20 minutes um it's called the hugh lane gallery there's lots to see there there's some gorgeous stained glass there but i think the main really interesting thing is there's an artist francis bacon and they've taken his studio and they've moved his whole studio into this gallery and you can you can look in and you can see. And if you if you Google it there and see, it's a huge, huge, huge mess. It's incredible. There's just brushes and paint and things flung everywhere. But wow. they put every paintbrush is exactly where he had put it. And it's just so interesting to see and to imagine him working there. So that's I would I would definitely go up there. And I think that's free too. Oh, there's another one that I haven't been to, but it's called the Epic Museum, and it's all about immigration and basically how all the Irish people sort of got scattered all over the world. And it's meant to be very interactive and very, um, very visual and just done in a really nice way. That's down by the keys, bit of a walk away, Mm. but it's meant to be really good. So we've arrived by train. We've checked into our hotel. We've taken a stop off at the Moli, M-O-L-I, the Museum of Literature, because even though we're several months late, on December 3rd, they had an exhibition of Samuel Beckett poems, a curated collection, yeah. an audio cinematic experience. And I love Samuel Beckett, like one of my favorite playwrights of all time. So we've got to pay our respects at Moli. And then we've seen our statue of Oscar Wilde. But now we want a coffee. Where do we get a coffee? There's really good 
good coffee. There's an Irish chain called Butler's Coffee Shops and they're everywhere too. You know, if you're close to one of those, their coffee is good and they give you a chocolate with every coffee. So they do this, these like fancy artisan chocolates too that are lovely. They're all over the city. If you want to go somewhere really nice, then there's a place on Grafton Street called Bewley's Cafe. And that's just like a Dublin institution. Everyone knows it and everyone loves it. And there was during the pandemic when everything was closed they announced that they were closing everybody was just brokenhearted really sad because it's just such a beautiful building and it's got these gorgeous stained glass windows by harry clark who's um an irish artist and they've changed you know it's not the way it used to be years ago they've kind of changed the you know the type of food and you know but if you still if you go in there for food or a coffee you'll still get a feeling of what it was like. Wait, it's, so they were lovely. closing, but then they reopened or? They reopened, yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> they were saved, yeah. Bewley's, B-E-W-L-E-Y-S, yes? Yeah, okay. on Grafton Street. Is there a gay part of town? Is Grafton Street the gay part of town? No, I would say where the Olympia is and between the Olympia, which is on Dame Street and Grafton, Grafton Street is kind of the main pedestrianized shopping street. And then in between those two are lots of little smaller streets with lots of bars and restaurants and stuff. So I would say there's loads of places in, there isn't specifically a gay part, but maybe around Georgia Street, there's a place called the George Mm. on Georgia Street. And that's kind of the one that everyone, everyone knows. Um, So that would be a good one to try. And there's another one, which is on the other side of the river on Capel Street called Panty Bar. Panty bar. <laughs> so you see, Panty is a drag queen. Oh. I think his name is Rory, Rory O'Neill. And his drag name is Panty Bliss, I think. So his that's his place, Panty Bar. Okay. Um, I haven't been, but it looks really cool. He's also a really cool activist. And he's done, if you look him up, he did this incredible speech in the Abbey Theatre all about, there was a sort of a scandal about whether there was homophobia in the media. And he made this incredible speech that became, went all over the world, became really famous. So that's him. I would say those two places... Is this a 24-hour town? Yeah, not really. No? No. <laughs> not really, no. And I think even less so. I was listening to the London episode and she was saying, you know, London is less so than New York and we're even less <laughs> so than London. So no. <laughs> the times that I've been there have been like either at the beginning of August or at the very end of August. And then, of course, for Tory in like June. And oh. I remember it being very light. It was like two in the morning. It was still sunny outside. <laughs> Is that like, Yeah. but it's not going to be like that in March. No. So at the moment it gets dark at like half four. Okay. And so, yeah, there's a huge difference here between winter and summer. And yeah, in the summer it's bright till like 10 or 11 o'clock or yeah. But no, it won't be. It won't be like that in March. Mm. Okay, this show, I mean, she always does an amazing show in Dublin. Um, so Olympia, the Olympia is in the city center. It's like right there. It's right in the middle. Yeah, it's on Dame Street, which is kind of the border of Temple Bar. Um, and then if you so, yeah, if you're at the doors of the, the Olympia, Temple Bar is right behind you. And then if you go forwards, your Dublin Castle is in front of you. And then all those little cute little streets with all the kind of nice cafes and restaurants and stuff are kind of in front of you. So that's that's the way I would go. <laughs> Don't go behind. <laughs> Talk to us about the food scene. I'm not sure that I know much about the Irish food scene, but is there something that we have to try? What are your favorite restaurants? Where should we go for a big pre-show dinner? There's lots of gorgeous places. You know, I think there isn't really an Irish, in inverted commas, 
food thing. I mean, I, there is in a, in a touristy way there is, but I wouldn't be going to those places, but there's lots of really nice places. There's and all along the, you know, Exchequer street and Wicklow street and Camden street. There's just tons of little places. And there is actually one that's sort of Irish in inverted commas called the winding stair. And that's just right across the Liffey on the other side, just right there on the keys kind of upstairs. And it's really, really nice. And that would be more kind of more inexpensive, like a, a treat night out. But then if you just want sort of more casual, there's one a place called Pickle that's gorgeous. That's like Indian, really, really nice food. Mm-hmm. There's another one called Della Hunt, and that's, you know, really nice food and gorgeous cocktails. They're amazing cocktails there. Mm-hmm. There's another place called Eli, which is kind of a wine bar. They've, you know, lots of gorgeous wines and things like steaks and pasta and things like that. A really nice place, more kind of in the daytime, maybe for coffee or for drinks too, is the Westbury Hotel off Grafton Street. And it's just gorgeous. It's like one of, we have a couple of, um, you know, I don't know, are they like four star or five star? But I think Tory stayed there a few times and it's just their kind of lobby area has beautiful chandeliers and just it feels like a real treat to go in there. And if you go in there for a coffee, it's like twice the price of just getting a coffee somewhere else but it's for, it's totally worth it just for the people watching and it feels like yeah a gorgeous experience they have lovely cocktails there too what is the irish obsession with corned beef is that something i must try <laughs> i'm only saying that because i looked up irish dishes and i came up with this 69 favorite irish recipes and like 50 of the 69 are corned beef dinners. No, that is a bad list. No, okay. I've never had corned beef. Ever? Oh, okay. I, no, I think, I think it actually is particularly a Cork thing, not Dublin. But if you go to, in Temple Bar, if you go to the touristy places, they will give it to you. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it really. Okay. Um, they do at Christmas time as well. The, in Cork, they do like a spiced beef. That is a very particular variation of that. But again, I haven't had it. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of those lists, like they're not really how we eat at all. It's more kind of the leprechauns and the cliches. Right. What about what about shepherd's pie? Oh yeah, I do love shepherd's pie. That what is, is that? Lovely. Yeah, shepherd's pie is just beef cooked with say carrots and celery and things like that, and then you put that in your dish and you layer kind of mashed potato on top and maybe some melted cheese on top it's very simple it's very plain very simple but it's real kind of comfort food you wouldn't i don't know would you much get that in a restaurant it's more kind of home homey food mm-hmm. and then i'm looking at this delicious picture of what's called shamrock salad is that something we, we know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can try <laughs> is that ridiculous <laughs> I mean, they sell shamrock that weekend. You will be able to go into any of the little shops and it's really a little bit of shamrock that you pin onto your jacket. But if you want to try it as a... Fine. What about Irish Colcannon? Colcannon? Yeah, Colcannon is lovely. Okay. There's a lot of... There's a potato theme running through most of these things. Um, Mashed potato with kale, like curly kale, Uh. cabbage, chopped up really small and butter and onions and pepper. And yeah, that is gorgeous too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we have arrived by train. We've checked into our hotel. We've paid a visit to the Moly and we've taken our picture with Oscar Wilde. We've had coffee at Bewley's and we've avoided corned beef at every restaurant in Dublin. What is there to do on the night 
after the show? Like, what can we do in the evening time for fun? That's not a bar. Oh, after the show, that's not a bar. Or even the next day. You know, if you're doing that trip out to Delgany, there's another place that's close-ish by called Paris Court. And it's this big old gorgeous house and formal gardens and uh, they have this big sign that they're like the number three garden in the world you know in terms of these big formal gardens but it is it's really really beautiful and really stunning so i would try if you're going out that way i would go there too if you see a picture of it there's sort of you know the house is behind you and then the gardens are out in front there's a big lake in the middle and then you can see the mountains behind you there's one of the mountains called Sugarloaf that you can see right in front of you and it's just absolutely gorgeous there so I would maybe try and get there too I'm looking at pictures of Sugarloaf Mountain gorgeous yeah it is it's really beautiful yeah what's the theater scene like because I feel like I might want to catch a play too while I'm there yeah so there's the Abbey Theatre is our national theater on abbey street so very close by too and you could look up i'm not sure what will be running there but they have their main space and then they have a smaller space called the peacock theater that does more sort of smaller independent kind of productions then there's another one at the near actually the hugh lane gallery there's one called the gate theater and that would be another very well-known one they tend usually at the moment with covid it's all different but they tend they would do in the summer and around saint patrick's day they might do sort of you know some of the really well-known irish things like the sean o'casey plays or things like that that would be i suppose more appealing to the tourists but are still like we all know them very well too they're all they're worth seeing again then there i'm not sure in terms of the smaller places like there were lots of smaller tiny little places that are not there anymore so i'm not even sure because i don't 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 really go out so much anymore (laughs) that's fair i'm too old but i'm sure there are still i just i'm not sure what which ones are still are still there. My uh, for years when I was in college and you know when we were younger, my husband was a big part of the the more the music scene, the independent music scene, and he played bass in loads of bands and he had his own. They had like a collective where they would put on gigs and they had like a label. They were putting out music and it was really really vibrant. And I you know I would have known sort of everyone in that scene for a long time. And now I'm just totally out of. <laughs> out of all of that now so I'm not really as clued in of all the stuff that's going on. Marina Carr's haunting play Portia Coughlin is going to be at the Abbey Theatre up until March 12th Hello, we missed that play, but the new Electric Ballroom will be playing at the gate on the day off after the Tory shows. It starts at 7.30. It's a play by Enda Walsh, directed by Emma Jordan, who are both making their debuts at the Gate Theatre stage. And here's a quick synopsis. Trapped in the memories of their youthful nights at the new Electric Ballroom, sisters Breda and Clara reflect on lost love and what might have been. As they reminisce, their younger sister Ada looks to reignite Breda and Clara's spirits and resurrect the smallest glimmer of love and hope in their remote fishing village home, a virtuoso absurdist fable of the debilitating effects of small town life. Enda Walsh's stunning play won an Edinburgh Fringe First Award in 2008 and confirmed him as one of Ireland's most distinctive and dynamic writers of the modern era. So for you theater queens out there, make sure you stay the extra day off to see The New Electric Ballroom by Enda Walsh. Carry on past us. What are some warnings that you have like while we're there in Dublin? Either like things we need to be aware of so that we don't offend people or step on people's toes or warnings in terms of like COVID restrictions or anything Mm -hmm. like that. 
you know, months ago, I think maybe the episode where you guys are buying all the tickets and you you kind of lumped in. I nearly emailed you. Oh, God, please always do. <laughs> lumped us in with the UK. I know. I've learned so much. I've learned since then. I've learned. So don't do that. Um you know, I think in terms of Dublin, I think it's very safe. And there's, you know, there's maybe a couple of areas where you might be a bit more careful. There's a boardwalk along the river, so you might not go down there. That's okay. not so safe. And there's parts of maybe the inner city um, that you might be a bit more careful. But, I, you know, you kind of know by just how it feels around you. I think it's very, mostly a very, very safe place. I think if you just <laughs> don't be talking about <laughs> England or that, you know, that we're part of, because we're just, it's still a really... I literally would never these days. I've changed. That was July. You've learned. Yes. <laughs> Julia, that was July. Months have gone by. <laughs> that was a long time ago, yeah. You know, I was confused with Brexit. I just didn't know what was going on. I mean, we're still, It's. it has had such a huge impact here. It's been disastrous. Really? I mean, our, some of our supermarkets are still half empty because of the whole thing of importing and exporting food. And, you know, if, even if we're buying things now from the UK, all very messy and complicated. And for people traveling, yeah, it's a mess. Is there a Tesco anywhere by? There are lots of Tescos, yeah. <laughs> But they're English, you see. So go to an Irish one when you're here. The Irish ones, there's one called Super Value. They're really nice. And then there's some small, like more independent ones too, depending on where you're staying. There's a gorgeous, um, well, Dunn's is another one, an Irish one. They have a nice one in town too. Actually really close to the Olympia. That's one to go to too. D-U-N-N? D-U-N-N-E-S. Yeah. Got it. Talk a little bit more about COVID restrictions, if you know any. At the moment, and apparently until the end of January, um, everything closes at eight o'clock. So theatres and restaurants and bars and everything kind of shuts at eight. Um, Hopefully, I really, really hope that won't be the case in March. Um, It looks like we're kind of getting maybe to a peak or it's still kind of going up here at the moment in the, the Omicron wave. It's been a long journey, but according to citizensinformation.ie, the current COVID restrictions in Ireland state that all COVID-19 restrictions outside of hospitals and medical settings have ended. Some hospitals still have restrictions in place. You should check with the hospital or healthcare facility that you are going to. You should continue to self-isolate if you have symptoms of COVID-19. You are advised to wear a face mask on public transport and in healthcare settings. There is no requirement to show proof of vaccination or recovery to travel to Ireland. You also do not have to complete a passenger locator form. So I have so much planned for the night after the show or for the day after the show. Like we're going to yeah. we're going to drive to Delgany and we're going to Inanna in the church and then we're going to try to get to Limerick and kiss a Blarney stone, I guess. And probably kissing a stone where many other people have kissed a stone is probably not the wisest thing to do right now. So maybe yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll take that off the list. But I also found this late night walking tour. It's called Dublin Dark Side Walking Tour. It's like the macabre side of Dublin. Ooh. Yeah. That could be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it says it's like based around St. Mitchin's Church, Dublin Castle, Olympia Theatre, and the Hellfire Club. And it's two and a half hours long, and it's supposedly, like, very interesting. Oh, because the Hellfire Club is way out of town. Really? So you wouldn't be walking out there, I assume. They might bring you in a bus Hmm. or something. I mean, that's a long walk. (laughs) And it says there's going to be a ghoulish twist at the end. Ooh, yeah, the Hellfire Club is way up in the Dublin mountains. Um, kind of, I, we were up close to there today. And it's, yeah, kind of this, it used to be like where, I don't know, like motorbike 
guys would meet up there but there's all kinds of stories pretty spooky but that could be really fun that could be really interesting yeah it looks the pictures look great Jillian thank you so much for being on the show for sharing your insight and your wisdom with us tell us where we can find you online so that we can follow your adventures and get to know more about you I am pretty good year on Instagram. I kind of didn't post a lot for a long time, but I'm starting to again now. So I'll, I'll try my best. Post as many pictures from tour as you can, because you're doing the two okay. London shows and the two Irish shows. Yeah. You're not going to do the ones in the middle? You're not going to do Manchester? And no, I'd love to. I have to go to school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. You have a job. You have a life. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd really love to. Thank you for telling me all of these things I didn't know. I'm crushed that we're done with these episodes. It's been... Just do them all again, like you were doing at the end of Paley. Just do it all again. L-O-L. But like this time a little bit wiser where I don't mistake <laughs> the UK for anything else. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll try. We will have an episode coming out soon of our travel tips. There's things we didn't even get to talk about on these 19 episodes. For example, my favorite app, Splitwise, which helps you split your tour expenses with your group. It's an amazing app. If you don't have it, download Splitwise. Jillian, thank you for being on our show and rounding out our tour with style and with class and with a little education and literature. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great. And thank you for making it work. Not at all. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Again, thank you so much to Jillian Rappel for sharing her wonderful insight with us. That show, March 18th, 2022, that we were preparing for, Tori played Juarez, Bouncing Off Clouds, Crucify, Give, Ocean to Ocean, A Thousand Oceans, Indian Summer, Russia, Little Amsterdam, Edition of Light Divided, Take to the Sky with I Feel the Earth Move, Black Dove January, Devil's Bane, Cornflake Girl. The encore was Spies and Precious Things. I remember sitting next to Gloria Hawa. And it was a very, very intimate show in a beautiful venue. That's the same venue that she'll be playing this coming year. Three Olympia Theater. You can find all of the information about the venue, all of the notes that Jillian shared with us. They're going to be on our website, songsoftoryamus.com. Click the Tour All Night button. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on tour. Bye. Wow, that video makes you feel real busy, but it is good, and so is that album. And from one good sound to another, here live on stage, from her album Little Earthquakes, is Tori Amos. Everfinger in the room is pointing at me. I want to spit in the face, yeah. Get afraid of what that could bring. I got a bowling ball in my stomach. I got a desert in my mouth. I figured that my courage would choose to sell out now. I've been looking for a savior in these Just what God needs One more thing What do we I'm
I gotta uh, have my sufferings of it. Oh, I can have my cross on all. I can't name Easter. He says, will you ever learn? You're just an empty cage, girl. If you kill the bird, why do we crucify ourselves? Well, Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.